Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and 14 through 24. Give thanks to the Lord, for she is good. Her love endures forever. Let Israel say, her love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my defense. She has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but she has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done this, ver- done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Second Samuel, chapter six, verses one through fifteen. David again brought together all the able young men of Israel, thirty thousand. He and all his men went to Bala in Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim on the Ark. They set the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzziah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the Ark of God on it, and Ohio was walking in front of it. David and all Israel were celebrating with their with all their might before the Lord, with castanets, harps, lyres, timbrels, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the Ark of God, because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore God struck him down, and he died there beside the Ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah, and to this day that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with them in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now King David was told, The Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, 
while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were there, while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third day, be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles, but did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Wednesday of Easter week is, um, is a, contains a reading from the Gospel of Luke that um, also is sometimes read on Easter, on Easter Sunday. And it's the surprise of uh, Jesus not being where he's supposed to be. Um, if we remember, all hope is lost and the disciples are kind of wandering around, wondering what to do and what exactly just happened. And, bef- and just as that's setting in, over um, Holy Saturday, Easter morning, Sunday, um, the first day of the week, the uh, tomb is empty, and these women come and tell them that the tomb is empty. And of course, uh, it's a patriarchal system, however subversive it was at the time, and um, they didn't trust the words of the women. And Peter ran over uh, to try and find out, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, yeah, yeah we can. I guess we can trust them. Um, and the testimony of the women is really important. Jesus continually and and repeatedly goes to these individuals that you don't expect. Um, these individuals who have every bit of of you know human dignity and worth as 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 men uh, who own property or who vote or whatever the heck you know, qualifications are or markers of citizenship and, and humanness that uh, society has. I mentioned that, um, keeping in mind that on Monday, um, April 29th, in just under a week, the House Committee on Veterans Affairs will hold a hearing, uh, Tragic Trends, Suicide Prevention Among Veterans. And uh, this was uh, scheduled in response to three suicides in the span of, I think, a week or less um, on VA facilities. These, um, you know, there's no other word for them but protest suicides. You lose all hope, and um, at least in one case, there's two of them have been identified, and a third um, who took his own life inside uh, an Austin VA medical center waiting room has not been identified. But at least in, in, in at least one case, uh, an older gentleman, 68 years old, um, 
he wasn't doing very well. And the other one is a 28-year-old, uh, both of whom are in Georgia, one in Dublin and one in, um, I think, Atlanta. And uh, they, in at least one case, I can't remember if it was the uh, younger man or the older man, um, but they were frustrated. They weren't getting the care they needed and they wanted to be noticed. One of their family members said, knowing this man, um, you know, he he did this at the place that he did this because he wanted to be noticed. There was some, there's a message he wanted to convey. And you do that when you're, you become accustomed, so accustomed to not being noticed that you take whatever control that you have over your own life uh, to try and oppose and object to the, the invisibility, the erasure of, of the significance and worth of your life or the lives of others like you. Um, now, I suspect, and I hope I'm wrong, but I suspect that on Monday night there will be a bunch of VA officials. Maybe some of them will be veterans. Um, maybe none of them will be veterans. Um, and we'll be talking a lot about veterans and the voices of veterans, the dignity and worth and value of each individual veteran is going to be subordinated to some high-level decision makers who continue to try the same solutions that have not had any effect on the suicide rate. Um, uh, society, the people who have and the people who are according to society's rules don't believe those people that um, that God comes to. They don't believe that the least can be, uh, the last can be first, the least can be made the highest. Uh, and they just don't, uh, it hasn't clicked. They don't realize that this is precisely the way the world was made. Um, that veterans have dignity, that veterans can speak for themselves, and that veterans are the ones who deserve to um, determine the terms of their own care and their own um, value and gifts to society. Uh, too often that isn't the case. Um, but I hope that I'm wrong about this hearing. I hope that they invite actual veterans who have struggled with suicide and ask them what they want, uh, as opposed to inviting other administrators, other officials to continue having the same old conversations, the same uh, failed solutions and interventions that uh, haven't had an effect on the suicide rate. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that Easter um, gives us hope that uh, one day these things will be made right, that um, veterans and soldiers uh, are given the genuine and authentic respect and dignity and and um, care and concern that they need as full human beings, as members of the society, but also members of the body of Christ and the Christian uh, community here in this world. Prayer for Wednesday of Easter week from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open the eyes of our faith, that we may behold him in all his redeeming work, 
who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.